to American Education FM, everybody. I'm Dr. Sean Brooks. Ladies and gentlemen, in this episode, I have a conversation with an anonymous technical college professor, and what you're going to hear him lay out is absolutely incredible. The infiltration of Marxism, of course, has not just hit K-12 schools and four-year colleges and universities, but it's actually hit the technical schools as well. He lays all of it out, what he's witnessed, what he has seen, what he's reading. He reads from, and we both read from, a part of a document that was sent out to all of their instructors on basically how everybody is supposed to now teach and learn. We discuss that. We discuss the jab rollout, the mask wearing. They've had four professors die just within the last semester from the shots. And they're having a hard time filling these positions. And as I've said before, the wick is being burned here at both ends. And he's going to lay that out perfectly. And he's 100% right. What is happening here is absolutely frightening. And again, what these institutions are doing is destroying themselves. And they have either no idea or they're willfully doing it. But whatever ends up replacing it, if anything even replaces it, it will not be good. At least... Not from where we're standing right now, it doesn't look like it, because you're talking about the complete elimination of qualified positions and people who have serious technical skills, and they're just not going to exist any longer. And that's going to, uh, that's going to be a big problem for a lot of people. With that said, give this episode a listen again. A lot of valuable information here. And just remember, this is hitting every avenue of education, regardless of where that education is taking place, regardless of the level of education. It does not matter. The people who are being trained to build things, to maintain the way that we live our lives, are having this indoctrination roll down on top of them. And the most moral are quitting. And this patriot right here is one of those people. Government funded technical school just like a trade school right it's accredited by sosax for uh two-year degrees associate's degrees um uh it's not funded by even like property taxes anything like that it's created by the legislature legislature sets up the budgets every year you know gives us a certain amount of money all that kind of stuff now with trade schools and technical schools where you know, you do learn something valuable, right? I'm a graduate of it. It made my career for quite a long time. And I decided to come back and teach because, you know, I found it valuable. So this school in particular uh, is going to transfer to what they call performance-based education, which basically it's competency-based education. And, you know, we can talk about that in a minute, but this is a bastardization of teaching it's a bastardization of education why the main thing here i want to go first is it takes all critical thinking out completely the students are held to no deadlines you know like the real world right we all have deadlines and it's dumbing down the education they'll tell you oh no it's not you know it's making it you know more you know like the real world no no you're just it's a waste of money it's a fraud and yes i'm angry about it if you want to look into it it's it's based off of lbj's great society it talks about it in the 60s where they had the cbe competency-based education and 
it's a complete fraud and it will ruin you know a lot of the good things about technical and trade schools it ruins that it literally takes these students and turns them into mindless robots i i cannot even express how simple it that really i mean i don't know what the proper words i want to use here uh but it literally <laughs> it takes any kind of thinking right just the thought process throws it all away it's based on oh you can do this this and this you're done you graduate you're a professional right just these simple things for example if you take um you know if you take anything if you take like uh um i don't know if you take uh, automotive right for example right we all need mechanics all that kind of great stuff you know you take that out and you just say oh you're able to screw this bolt in you know paint this part you're done you're credited you're good to go no need to think about it just do it does that make any sense sean it, it, it does I mean, in fact in the vision statement you sent me for your uh, mm -hmm. for your university they or is it a college it's college. Yes. College, okay. Yeah, they. Um, it's very interesting that they claim that they're trying to make the learning environment like the working environment, but like you said, it's basic word manipulation, and it turns out it's the exact opposite. Exactly, it is the exact opposite. Instead, it's it's destroying the whole you know policy and the whole um, reward you know that that fulfillment of hard work it takes that all away and it creates everybody exactly the same now you and i both know as educators news people in general should know that when you make people the same think the same problem solve the same way which they're taking away nothing is ever created nothing is improved nothing's ever invented you know you just have a mindless you're just feeding into this mindless generation we already see. Does, does that make sense? It does. Let me let me ask you this too. When, when was the first time you started to notice sort of this rollout of this kind of language, in particular within the technical schools? Okay, so I like I said, I am a graduate of this technical school. I do not want to give out the program name because I am easily researched and I want to stay, you know, anonymous. But um, I noticed it, so I started teaching uh in 2020 and um you know i noticed this language roll out right as COVID happened when they said oh we all need to go remote to you know protect us you know stop the spread you know all that junk two weeks you know all that fraud and um all of a sudden they said oh this is a good time while y'all are under crazy stress let's throw this out at them and see what happens and you know let's throw everything even the kitchen sink at this, you know, bastardized version of education. And, um, you know, there's a lot of pushback at first. And, you know, we had a, you know, a, a meeting, a virtual meeting, and one of the provosts said, you know, this is going to be painful. It's going to hurt, but you're going to do it. I mean, <laughs> I mean, what, what do you say to that? You know, <laughs> yeah. it's insane. I mean, these people are literally insane. And so they're they they're using COVID as their excuse, and if it fails, which you know it's not going well, I can tell you that much. If it fails, then they're just going to say, "Oh, you know, COVID did it." You know, it's all COVID, and they're drunk. I, I will tell you this: they're these people are drunk off of this CARES money, literally drunk. 
Sean, I mean, this is not, we're not, you know, this isn't a massive school, but, you know, they have several locations across the state and they have put out a lot of great uh, workers in the past under the traditional sense of education. But they have, they have thrown, I can honestly say over $6 million at this PBE crap. Just alone. Can you provide some specifics on examples of mismanagement? With the money, um, you know, CARES provisions, right? You know, it, it covers certain things, right? You only purchase certain things, things of that nature. Um, you know, it has to be for educational purposes, right? Like computers or whatever. You know, that benefits the education. I've seen ladders being purchased for maintenance workers, and they write CARES on it. I've seen um, just tons of just equipment being bought and then just you know for this wonderful idea of let's say um uh virtual reality kind of online schooling that just sits in an empty classroom not touched i've seen um i've seen you know upper administration i would say i would call them that uh i'd like to call them another word i've seen them purchase all these huge expensive smart boards, 70 inch flat screen TVs, computers out the yin yang sent all to their homes during, during this time we see it all. And it's like, that does not go to your home. None of that should ever be at your home. I mean, you know, I, you know, this is just what I observed. I know there's more, um, you know, I can say this, uh, they gave a one-time bonus to everybody from the CARES money, and uh, I'm not sure if that's fully legal. There's a lot of weird stuff going on, not only with this school, but with other schools, other professors and instructors I've talked to, that this CARES money has made these administrators crazy and drunk, and I'm sure the jab hasn't helped as well. Yeah, there are K-12 schools that are replacing their roofs of their buildings with mm-hmm. this money. Right, and that's not that's not what it's for. Right, and they're doing I mean, it. In the, I mean, they're doing it in the open. You know, they're not even yes, hiding it. They're saying, "Well, this is what the money is for, and we're getting this money to make repairs because they're necessary." And I'm saying, "What in the hell does this have to do with some right. alleged pandemic that doesn't exist?" Exactly, and all these things, they're you know, it's it's always COVID with just because of COVID. You know, now it's COVID. It's the time. It's COVID. This COVID that. It's insane. These people are literally insane. And I can tell you, these people that make these decisions, administration, whatever, these higher-ups, these online, you know, experts, all these instructional designers and all this mess, you know, they, number one, have no idea what they're doing. I can tell you that right now. And number two, they don't care. They just don't give a crap. They don't care if they destroy everything. Does that make sense? Yeah. Does that, does that ring a bell? Yeah. It's I've never seen anything so twisted before in my life. And seeing it on the inside and, you know, uh, the emails we get, um, you know, not only just about COVID, but about, you know, education and all this stuff, you know. I mean, I, I can say, and guys, if you don't believe me, you know, you can you can go to the school's website. You are... are our Board of Regents meetings is on the YouTube website. All this is public record because it is a state-funded school, as in, like, from the legislature. So everything I'm talking about is public record. 
You just have to ask for it. <laughs> you, you, you can see it. I mean, it has to be by law. Credentialing everything, everything, even syllabi for each semester is public record. Just go to the website. It's all there. And <laughs> it's insane. And, you know, I can tell you that the few programs that started this whole PVE process in the fall of 2021 is where they rolled out a few programs. It was a disaster. And I've seen it, you know, retention rate is horrible. Of course, the administration will lie to you. I, you know, I can see the real numbers. I, you know, it's it's a joke. And I can tell you that other programs, you know, through this whole COVID online PB transition mess has destroyed, literally destroyed programs. For example, I can give you an example without, you know, giving myself away. There's a drafting program, right? You know, AutoCAD, all that kind of stuff. During COVID, they had these students, you know, they took them out of the classroom you know, using high-powered computers, right? We're technical school, so we have high-powered equipment. And made them with their own, you know, laptops for remotely, remote into these high-powered computers to create drafting program, you know, software. Use AutoCAD remotely through a server to an empty classrooms, empty labs. And guys, we're not talking about just one lab. We're talking about these labs that we use are multi-million dollar labs that are sitting there rotting away out of these poor decisions. And this has led to, for this program in general, has led to an 80% drop in students. Industry leaders have said, you know, and I'm not going to name the ones, but they've come to that program and said, we don't hire students who are taught online this way. Guys, students don't come technical schools learn online i'm not against online education i'm not when it's done the right way but you don't go to a technical school to learn a technical trade online does that make any sense yeah i completely i completely agree with you that was my next point i was going to mention because again it says in the in, in your mission and vision statement here it's very clear that like I said, they, they want to make it as close to the actual working environment as possible, but the way that they're teaching them is the exact opposite. And, right. and of a technical school of all schools, that's the one that's supposed to be hands-on, face-to-face, all the time. You know, like you said, in, a, in an appropriate lab, not doing this stuff over a computer. Um, Ex- yeah, I mean, you, you have to work with the equipment. There's no other way around it. You can't virtualize it. You can't simulate it you can't xr you know you can't metaverse it it doesn't work let, let me ask you this too because this just popped into my head now i'm mm-hmm. i'm i'm really mad now uh you've got people like mike Rowe, okay from mm-hmm. from the old dirty jobs show back in the day and right. he, and here he is on fox news and he's got his own podcast and all he's doing is saying stop going to don't go to college don't go to a university go to a technical school that's all he's screaming at the top of his lungs. What it sounds right. like from what you're saying is that's not true because even these technical schools are corrupt and have been completely infiltrated with this Marxist ideology of how to teach that the, that the product that they are actually producing is not one that's going to be viable for any living situation whatsoever. That is correct. Um, and, you know, I, I'm not... You know, defending micro or whatever. I'm just saying, maybe he doesn't know 100 percent what's going on behind the scenes. He, you know, he, I don't he, know. He must not. Yeah. I mean, 
because no technical schools are a great thing trust me i i wouldn't have i wouldn't teach that one I, like i said i'm a graduate of it right. back in the day when it was legit it is not legit anymore it is it is it's just it's a fraud it's a scam you do not learn anything like i can tell you you're taking out let's say you're taking out a 15 week semester okay in traditional sense right we're talking traditional education right you have set you have set assignment due dates right semester starts on this day ends on this day but this pbe you all all deadlines are gone the students you know master certain things on their own time can take as long as they want or can plow through it as fast as they want it sounds great it really does but to do that you have to literally make it so dumb that you do not learn anything you learn you can learn more let's say for automotive you can learn more tinkering around with you know a mechanic who owns his own shop instead of doing this right there's no way that you can think there's no way to do that because there's certain masteries right there's certain things that you have to master right and they'll say oh you get credentialed right so okay so you screwed apart on okay you've made that ultimate mastery now let's move on it's insane it's literally and it's, it's, I don't even know the words to put. It's so stupid that I'm like, why? What? Who would even think this is a good idea? And, and, you did, and, and you said earlier, too, that the people that are hiring are not wanting to hire individuals who come from these kinds of institutions, correct? Correct. So correct. They're not. I mean, does anyone in your department know this? Are they aware? Do they even care? We're all aware. We all care. It's the administration that says we don't care. We're doing this. We don't care. We don't care what you think. Literally, that's that's what we get. So they don't care about don't the. Care. They clearly don't care about the end product. No, that, that's no, they leaving. just yeah, yeah. They don't care. I mean, literally, I've never. <laughs> I mean, I've been in industry. You know, I've dealt with difficult people, all that kind of stuff. Administration, we all have. You know, I. Like I said, I'm newer to this whole, you know, instructor thing. And, you know, I, I came to teach my experience. That's what technical instructors do, right? We teach what we've learned, like in the real world, right? We apply that. That's the whole point. You know, none of the, you know, with a tennis school, you know, you think, okay, I don't get none of the CRT bull crap and all that stuff. And you really don't for the most part. But they're taking away the instructor's that they hire, they're taking away our ability to not only teach the newest, the greatest, what we've experienced, but they're taking away academic freedom. It's being taken away. Here's what it looks like to me. Okay. PB looks like this. They make all the instructors do all this conversion, you know, you know, all these masteries, all this dummy down the education, you fire them all and you just hire some instructional designers to grade and teach and move on as where when you have academic freedom, and you probably understand this, you get to upgrade your curriculum. You get to edit your curriculum as trends, industry, all that kind of stuff adjusts, changes, right? Modernizes all the above. They take that away now. Any change you make has to be approved by a committee. It's literally insane. It's just completely insane. And these people who are overviewing this or are looking at this, 
have no idea what any of these programs do. They really don't. They and they don't really care. They don't care. I've I've never I've never experienced or I've ever been so disgusted with I mean, something so simple, if you think about it. I mean it's 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 you know, it's trade school, it's it's technical colleges. You go there to learn a trade and get out there in the workforce as fast as possible. I can tell you this that one of our capstone courses is an internship, right? Like a real internship. Students have got get interviewed, get an internship, paid or unpaid, right? That's a big part near the end. You can't do that in a PBE format. They're going to take that away as well. That's a huge key. Internships are huge, right? They learn so much that you, know, you just can't teach in a classroom, which is fine. That's wonderful. That's a great thing. That that gets taken away. You know, there's so much that they're taking away. And it, um, and it's so corrupt. I mean, I, I wish I could, you know, maybe I'm not verbalizing this correctly because I'm just, I'm angry. I'm passionate, but I am angry. I'm angry at what I'm seeing. It, um, you know, you see it in the four year, right? I'm a four year graduate as well. I saw it in the four years, four year schools, you know, but the technical schools, you know, you didn't see it, right? It was like, hey, you know, we're going to teach you all these essential things that you need to know right based on the instructor's experience based on industry trends all that stuff that is being stripped away and basically if you want to boil it down to the bare thing it's like we'll teach you to mow a yard and change the oil and then you're a master and you can go out and get a high paying job you see i'm going with that yeah and then, they ju- and then just leave the individual to their own devices without actually giving them a job where they would have to rely on the degree. That's right. You know, in order to get, again, a, high, a higher paying job. We're having to strip out a lot of things that are extremely important, right? Like conceptual, right? Um, Give some examples. Think about this way. Okay. So, um, all right. Think about, um, okay, one of the programs there is a graphic design program. Okay, and uh, if you think about this way, um, they think it's great. They think you've your your graphic designer if you learn just the Adobe programs. No, those are tools, right? That's a tool in your toolbox. Um, you have to have the creative thinking behind it, right? They strip out you know the basics of graphic design, just learning the basics, right? Typography, all these wonderful things that students need to know, right? To put the pieces together, the higher level thinking. You can't create an advertisement. You can't sell something. You can't sell a message. You cannot design without thinking first, understanding your target audience, all that kind of stuff. They're stripping all that out, and they just basically want to know, oh, you can use the programs. You, you're a graphic designer. Go on. Move on. You're good. Get the degree. Does that make sense? It does. Yep. That's the best way I can put it. No, I get and it. And it's, it's – uh, it is. It, that's exactly what it is. If you want to think about it that way, and you know, you, you know, they want all the students to do the exact same thing, lockstep. Ring a bell. Yep. All in lockstep. Everything in lockstep. And it's, it's, um, you know, and I, I'm sorry. I, sometimes I just don't have the words because it's just I've never been so disgusted in my life. It's all right, man. I get it. I totally get it. Let me ask you another question. Um, have you seen 
examples of student failure or massive student mistakes as a result of this poor instruction? Yes. So I've noticed with the programs that are PBE, since the students, you know, they have to be held responsible, right, to get started, right, because it's on their own time, right? Yeah. A lot of them will sit on it till the last week and try to submit all their stuff and fail it. Oh, and by the way, the grade structure has changed. It's A, B, and F, by the way. Wow. So, yeah. And so, yeah, so they'll, they'll you know, students, you know, you know how students can be, right? Can't, you know, there's no way to hold them accountable. So they'll wait till the last week and try to submit all the projects and everything. And, you know, with PBE structure, right, you've got to master this one thing first and the next and the next. Well, they'll just try to throw it all at once and they fail. And so they have to restart again. And here's the kicker. If they mastered one thing, let's say they restarted the next semester or next section, you know, they're, they're getting rid of semesters eventually um, with this PBE. Uh, they can start off where they left off, even though they might not have mastered it fully. It's It's just... It's part of my language here, but I'm just going to say it's the biggest clusterfuck I've ever seen. Yeah, I agree with you. <laughs> it's, an, it's like you took 200 hits of acid and you're trying to, trying to, and you're rewriting education while you're on acid. <laughs> yeah. And then, and then trying to manage money at the exact same time. Exactly. It, it, it's, 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 it's lunacy. And, you know, this comes and, you know, when I first heard about this, you know, like I said, back during the COVID thing, and I've got something to tell you about that uh, from your other podcast that I listened to. Um, so they said, TV, and I was like, the heck is that? And they said, oh, well, it's our version of CB. So I just did what a quick DuckDuckGo search, right? And <laughs> this comes straight out of LBJ's Great Society. It really does. Look it up. I think it's. I think it's on uh, sunny, uh, oh gosh, SUNY New York, right? Am I saying that correctly? Comes from SUNY. Uh, I, I, I'll have to, I'll have to get it to you, Sean. Mm-hmm. And uh, this comes straight out of LBJ's Great Society, and we all know how well that's working out. <laughs> if people understand that, and so, um, but just to hit on another note, right? We talk about COVID, and you know, in your podcast, you talk about, hey, we're going to see you know, educators dropping. Sean, I can tell you, the fall of 2021 and already this spring, we've lost four. All vaccinated, boosted. I am not. I refuse. Are they dead? Dead. Dead. Two of heart attacks. Um, no, actually three of heart attacks just within a day. Just random, right? And then one was recent, and then they said this time around it was because of COVID nineteen. Well, you know who knows for sure on that. But yeah, and before the shots came out, Sean, I can tell you this: I worked there before the shots. We didn't lose anybody. I bet not. Yeah. No. And, and here's here's the kicker: this our chancellor, right, puts out emails, still pushing the shot. Yet it's against Abbott's, you know, loophole executive order. Remember, we're government employees. It's different. We're not like, you know, University of Texas in Austin or A&M or a private school, right? We are actually government employees. We are credential, you know, 
We are government employees, and they cannot be pushing that. Which is why, you know, I, which is why I still have a job because they can't push it on us. But they're not supposed to, but yet we get emails, you know, do your part, all that crap like that. Yeah, we've lost four instructors. Not even kidding. It's not a lie, not a joke. And they're openly defying Texas. Is it Texas law that they can't force vaccinations yes. and can't for that, that's actual law now? Right. And forcing masking. Yes. But they, they, they recommend it. Remember, they recommend it, recommend, recommend, recommend. Yeah. Unbelievable. They try to get, yeah. And they try to guilt you into it. Yeah. I mean, it's, there's so much that's happened in the past, you know, two years since this insanity that it's, for example, they've, when they put all these programs online, right. And force all of us instructors to teach from home pretty much. Then they take the classrooms, the labs, and destroy them and put other stuff in it or tear them down. It's just, it's literally, they're, they're insane. And they're like, oh, we're going to build you new facilities. And it's just, it makes no sense, man. It's just, I've never seen such insanity. I don't know if it's their incompetency. I don't know if it's the jabs in them as well. Or you put it all together. Who knows? I have just never seen such utter... It's just, it's just nonsense. It's just nonsense. Let me ask you the question about like destroying the destroying the labs and things like that. When <clears throat> when, when when that occurs, <clears throat> and they and they they either have it in writing or they email everybody and they tell you what what it is that they're doing. Does it seem to you like it's premeditated? Like they 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 had all of this planned beforehand and now they're rolling it out, or did it, does it seem to you like they're just shooting from the hip? Both, and I can tell you, I can justify both. All right, so, for example, like the labs, right? All of a sudden, you're just getting an email saying, hey, you got to come to your lab, clean it out, clean your office out. You lost it. It's gone. We're using it for something else, and they'll give you maybe an hour window. It's insane, right? You're talking, you're talking about labs that, you know, have eighty to $100,000 worth of computers and equipment and things of that nature in them. Do they tell you they what they're all, do they tell you what they're no. doing with it? Nope, not at all. No. Nope. They don't. Zero. You ask questions, nothing. They will tell you nothing. And then some of it is premeditated because some of the buildings are older. Uh, this particular location was built on an old Air Force base. And there's some buildings that were older. We knew, right? They had a you know, they had to get rid of some of the buildings. That was normal. But there's been a lot of you know, oh, well, since they're online, we're just going to wipe out their labs, repurpose it for other things. You know, like I said, they, they're spending about $6 million, And if you, you know, we didn't talk about the ship, but a big part of CBE is, or PBE, you can call it either one, is that they want to augment reality, virtual reality, everything, even the tools that you use. Everything they want it to be, that's their goal eventually, is to... You know, let's say you want to be an electric line worker. Eventually, they want it to be all virtual, where you just virtually climb it, and then boom, you get your degree. They're using six thousand dollars—I mean, sorry, six about six million dollars of care funds to take certain labs that they've kicked people out of, paint them into solid green rooms, hire people to make them virtual reality, so the instructor can walk in and teach you virtually with all these virtual—it's nonsense, right? Kind of like metaverse, right? Oh, Mark Zuckerberg's metaverse. Wow. They're, they, they think they're doing a great thing, and it's in that documentation down at the bottom. I can't remember what page. 
but it's in there and they're pushing that but what happened with that is right now it's at a standstill all this equipment and all this money they spent on all this stuff for it is at a standstill because they don't want to pay you know people who know how to do this three three hundred thousand four hundred thousand dollars to do it so there you go it's a huge waste and then you've destroyed labs already that were already set up and that have been in use for years it's crazy it is crazy wow let, let me um geez louise let, let me go back. i know yeah let me go back to the the jab and the mask rollout uh mm -hmm. where, where you teach when that first started to happen, what was going on, and where is it now? All right. So oh, wait. Sorry. One last thing, too. Let me let me ask you this first before you answer that. Um, sure. W with your with your dead faculty members, what does the administration say when they die? Do they email well, we anybody? I mean, yeah, they, it, they email. You know, they email just a generic email. Well, you know, we lost a faculty member over the weekend or whatever. You know please say your prayers and all that kind of stuff. And I will, I will say this, um, um, you know, the, you know, the only way you hear about what exactly happened is of course is through the instructor grapevine, right? You know how that is, right? And so, um, without giving away, I, I, I knew these people more personally on a personal note. So I know exactly what happened. Right. So I do speak from, I'm not speaking off the cuff or off the cuff or from conjecture. No, I know what happened. And these emails that we get are just really quick. Hey, we lost this person. You know, uh, the last one was we lost this person due to COVID-19 supposedly. And then after, right after that, we get this graph from the CDC. Watch out. You need to get your boosters and you need to get your vaccines and vaccinated or dying at a crazy rate. This is from the chancellor of the school. See, this is the this is the disconnect that you've heard me talk about. That I just, yes. I mean, you talk about a level of, of just full blown hypnosis um, that just cannot be broken among many of these people. They either know what they're doing, or they have absolutely no idea that this is a biological weapon that's killing people. Yeah, yeah. I and can, yeah. I can, I can, I can tell you. Like we had. Uh, we had a COVID meeting, I want to say, uh, maybe, I guess right when the vaccines were rolling out. So what, like around February or March of this past year, or the 2021, something around there. And the, the doctor of the school or whatever was on there. And, you know, they were like, he was like, well, if I had my way, I'd force all y'all to get it. And it's just like, son of a bitch, man, you're crazy. These people, these people are literally crazy. And the people on the meeting who... We're like, oh, we need to force everybody to get it. Or, you know, of course, 300 pounds, right? It was like they eat McDonald's every day, three, four, five times a day, just sweating. And it's insane. Like, these people are literally insane. When, you know, it's not just affecting, you know, uh, you know, normal business, guys. Educate, you know, Sean is right when he talks about the educators have lost their freaking minds. Not only over COVID, but Sean, I got to say, man, even people I work with, I know who got jabbed, okay? And, of course, you know, they don't listen to me, of course, but, you know, double jab and then the, the booster. And, Sean, they're, I love these people, and they're getting dumb. Like, that sparkle in their eye goes away. 
the care for things goes goes away. And I, I'm not trying to be all esoteric or anything here. I'm just being honest with what I am noticing. Yeah. All these people who are so proud that I work with on a daily basis, remotely, even through remotely right now because of COVID, I am seeing the mistakes. I'm seeing just the lack of care that for themselves, the, the drive is gone. I mean, they're... People and guys, these are people who are teaching your kids and teaching students here. They're becoming dead inside. They're like hollowed out shells of what they used to be. Slowly. It's not like a rapid thing, right? It's a slow thing. And I'm going to say this and, you know, taking this jab, you're, I'm sorry if people don't like this, but I'm going to say it. You're being selfish. You're not being selfish. You're being selfish. All you are worried about yourself. You don't care about anybody else. It's the truth. And this is the attitude I see out of these educators. They are worried about themselves over anything else. Right? It's all about them. And you've talked about it, right? In the board meetings and all that kind of stuff, right? With just the K through 12. What's happening in the universities too, they are, it's all about them, themselves, what's good for them. Screw the students. Forget about destroying programs forget about you know destroying everything that was built forget about it it's all about them and i'm sorry i'm just very there's so much i could touch on i'm just so angry i guess you're 100 percent right and i gotta tell you i really do think that again what you just said is really the larger picture the larger insidious picture that a lot of people are not um are not focusing on right now which is unfortunate. And I've heard it mentioned. I'm not saying that I haven't, but and I've certainly discussed it on my podcast, but the the um the mental deterioration that is brought about by these shots, which is an intentional thing. I mean, the people that created this, you know, it breaks, it goes right through the blood-brain barrier and, and it causes mental deterioration. It does. All of the people that have jobs where, I mean, clearly <laughs> mental capacity is required in everything. But like you said, you're seeing it now in individuals where they're just dull. And in particular within a technical school where they're supposed to be very sharp and they'd better be teaching these individuals how to be sharp. But now you have the dull teaching the jab. So it's the jab yep. teaching the jabbed, which is the dull teaching the dull. Mm-hmm. And then again, of all places, a technical school, the military, aeronautics, mm-hmm. you know, you name it. Any yeah. form of instruction right now, if you're jabbed, you might as well be being taught by a bag of sand. I mean, if they're not, if they're not thinking anymore and they're making countless mistakes and then it creates, uh, this drug-induced conflict between the instructor and the student or vice versa, um, there's no recipe for success there. And, and no. this, is, this is just going to get worse. Absolutely. And, you know, I, I'm just going to throw this out because I really just, you know, don't care. You know, I've had students in, you know, one-on-one meetings with me ask my opinion, right, on the jabs, okay? And, of course, you know, technically I'm not supposed to have an opinion, right? Well, I have a conscience, and I tell them I would not. Because, hear hear me out here why I say this. 
you know, at technical school, you have, you know, students of all different ages, right? It's not just 18 or 19 or 20 year olds, right? You got 25 year olds, you got 30 year olds. You have people who work full time or just wanting to change careers to make a better life for themselves. And, you know, they, they trust me, right? And that's fine. And if I, if I said, you know, hey, yeah, I think it's a good idea. And if something happened to them, right, they get myocarditis or whatever or die quickly from that, I could not live with myself, right? This is why I'm speaking out. I cannot live with myself being a part of all this mess. I have a conscience. I'm not a perfect person. I never said I would be or ever will be. But I have a real conscience. I have a moral compass. And all this right now is immoral as I've ever seen. And that's just the truth. Yeah, I've seen a massive divide as well. No doubt about it. Yeah. So much so, so, so much so that the jabbed immoral aren't even listening to anyone. I mean, they're, they, they refuse to understand that you cannot have it both ways. And you've heard me say no. false equivalency a thousand times on the podcast. It, it, you cannot have someone like yourself who says, I'll never take it and here's why. And then say it to someone who's taken it. And have both of you be right. And they, exactly. also, and they also don't know that there are countless people who have taken it and fully know what they've done and they regret it like nobody's business. And they're doing, what, mm-hmm. I mean, they're doing whatever they can to try to get this toothpaste back in the tube. And you just really, I mean, you can't. Um, no. Yeah. You can't. And, you know, I, I know we started you know, talking about, you know, company competency-based education, the dumbing down. I call it the bastardizing of education, especially with the technical schools and trade schools. But, you know, the jab plays a part into this. So, you know, right when COVID happened, you know, we got this great PowerPoint presentation, you know, that was turned into a PDF from the UN on how to incorporate COVID into our lectures and project materials. And it was dated February 2020. <laughs> wow. And that came from the higher ups all the way down. I was like, not going to happen. <laughs> wow. I mean, there's so much I've seen, so much I've experienced. I mean, there's just so much. I, we're just barely touching the surface on this stuff, you guys. This, this, a lot of this was pre-planned. Absolutely. You cannot tell me any different. I know about, you know, Event 201, all this stuff. Guys, there's an education element. It's happening. You see it in the four years. You see it in the K through 12. And you are, you are starting to see it in the technical schools where the technical schools and the trade schools stayed away from all the, you know, the, the CRT and all that nonsense, right? We don't touch on that nonsense. We all believe that that's nonsense. Well, with this CBE, PBE, they're going to creep this stuff in slowly. I haven't seen it yet, but I, I bet money on it pretty quick. Yeah. Yeah, I agree with you. Um, let, let me get back again. And we, we kind of touched on it throughout, but the, the business of the jab and mask rollout when this first started to happen. When did you first start to notice um, the mask rollout and then the jab rollout? And then what was that pressure like? And again, have have you or your you know fellow faculty members had to go through the whole mandate business and all of that? Okay. So- or exe- exemptions, basically? Okay, so um, when the okay, so when this whole mess started, right? Uh, it was spring break or of March 2020, and 
we were all forced home. Um, they gave us like a two week period and they kept certain programs online and brought certain programs back face to face, but they social distanced some, they masked them up, the students and the employees. Okay. And, you know, they're really, the whole vaccine push was more under the radar through emails and induendos and meetings, right? Because of, you know, Governor, uh, Governor Greg Abbott, and trust me, I'm no fan of him, but because of his executive orders, okay? Like, our school was deemed essential in March, and so, like, it, it had to restart, right? Because we're an industry school, right? Technical school, right? It had to restart. And um, so they masked the kids up, you know, forced them, all that kind of stuff. Well, you know, I want to say, man, I'm, my dates might be wrong, so don't quote me here. When his first executive order came out that said no government, right, no government employee can be forced to wear a mask or be vaccinated. So they stopped the push on the masking. They literally sent an email and said, well, we, we give up at first, right? Because the, gov- the governor technically is our ultimate boss, okay? Well, we give up. His executive order, you know, I guess we can't make you mask and can't make you get vaccinated, but we highly recommend it. And they just keep pushing recommended, recommended, recommended. I don't know if it goes out to the students. I don't know, right? Sometimes I don't see those emails, okay? But I can tell you from employee, uh, there's no, like, there's no mandate on us, okay? I just want to make that clear. There's no mandate. Is there pressure? Absolutely, there's pressure. They, like, they want to hold vaccine clinics and all this kind of other stuff. Okay. And, but nobody goes. Nobody goes. That's the key. Nobody ever shows up. So it shuts down really quick. There are some people who still wear masks on campus. It's mostly the instructors. You got some instructors who are extremely paranoid right now. Okay. And they're paranoid. They're jabbed up. They wear the mask constantly, all that kind of stuff. And that's a small minority. The big majority here, guys, we're, most of us are blue collar industries here. Okay. Blue collar industries. You know, they're common sense people. We all know it's a fraud. We all know that too. And yes, there is a pushback, and but they still keep pushing it and keep pushing it. And eventually it's going to come to a head, right? Eventually all this is coming to a head. You can see it, you can feel it, you can feel the pressure. And, you know, just like with everything else, right? It's all coming to a head because you're trying to tell common sense blue collar instructors who know better, a majority do, not all, but a majority. That, you know, guys, they they know their OSHA requirements, right? They know what the masks do. They use them in their real world. Applications of a lot of things, right? The industrial world uses all those kind of masks, okay? You can't fool them. So there is some pushback, but a lot what happens is that a lot of, a lot of instructors are quitting. This is what's happening. They're not renewing their contracts. They're just leaving because they've had enough. How's the administration handling that? They don't care. <laughs> Literally, that's their attitude. Okay. Oh, well. They don't even Literally, have, I, I mean, mean do, do they not have anybody to immediately replace them, or they're just trying to play it off like they're the cool kid in school and they don't care? They play it off like they're cool and they don't care. I think deep down inside, they scramble, they cover, they try to find, you know, they move people around, try to cover it. Yeah. 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 And I, I, I'm not 100% sure, you know, like I said, you can go to their 
YouTube site and watch the Board of Regents, what they talk about in those meetings that are that's you know out of that's in public because it has to be except for you know certain private sessions, of course. But yeah, the administration is lying to the Board of Regents, and I know they're lying to the legislature. You just know, you know how you just you know you got that gut instinct. You just know, of course. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. You're being lied to. Absolutely. They're selling them. They're they're wasting taxpayer dollars on a fraud. Literally on a fraud. Yeah, it's it's the largest. Um... In my opinion, it might not be the largest, but it certainly feels like it's the largest money mismanagement that's ever taken place or money laundering operation that's ever taken place in the history of our country. I mean, we know there have been lots of them, but uh, this is this is one that's that's hit the local level at such mm-hmm. a, at such a degree that it can't be calculated. Oh, and I can tell you this. Uh, so when they were first rolling out this whole pbe competency-based thing they were saying we got to do this because you know google and google's our biggest competitor and i'm like what google doesn't care about the technical google isn't going to open technical schools think about that for a minute does that make any sense does that, does that, does that make any common sense yeah i don't i don't know what google has planned but whatever it is it's not good well yeah i agree with you there and you know, but I mean, you know, it just seems like, I don't know, is there other forces at play? Absolutely. Can I certainly point them out? No, not per se. Um, but I will say that a lot of the things that have been going on, just not only with the education change and you know, the modality change, um, you know, with just the attitudes and all that stuff. Uh, a lot of it is calculated, of course, but there is a lot that is reactionary to fear. Always fear. It, there's a lot of fear. This is education right now, and uh, you know, I, I, I know people who teach at Baylor University for a year. They get the same fear mongering emails that I get, almost same day verbatim. It's like. It's like you've got, it's probably, you know, I don't know if you got SOSACs running all this mess or what. I don't know. You, you know what I mean? You know what I mean when I say SOSACs, right? No. The, uh, uh, accreditation. Uh, I, uh, the Southern, uh, I lost my train of thought here. It's always hard to say. Oh, is that some the te- also, some, a Texas accreditation organization? Uh, it's the Southern one. Why can I not? Of course, I'm on a podcast and I can't remember. It's all right. Doesn't matter. <laughs> uh, but yeah, uh, some people call it SOSAC. Some people call it SACSOS. Uh, some people call it SACS. Um, so it's the accreditation, right? It's the Southern accreditation of like, you know, our school, you know, uh, you know Texas A&M, you know, Auburn University, LSU, all the above, right? Uh, it's the accreditation board. They approved this prospectus. They approved this PBE prospectus. And it seems like from behind the scenes, they are directing this whole entire thing through whatever it may be, right? And we can speculate all day long. I wouldn't be surprised if, you know, the Carnegie Foundation and all these other foundations are behind it deep down. Would I be wrong in saying that? I don't know. It just sure feels that way. 
There's a lot that's reactionary. There's a lot that, you know, just doesn't make sense. There's a lot of fear-based decisions. And then there seems like there's someone, there's something, some organization at the top that is really pushing it. And like, it feels like we're the test school for technical schools. Does that make sense? It does. It, it does. And, and I, know that, <laughs> I know that that kind of thing happens all of the time. Mm-hmm. They always, they'll select a certain amount of schools, they'll test out their nefarious plans on them, and then they'll they'll try to see whether or not it's working enough to sustain it as much as they can, and if it works, then they take that same blueprint everywhere else they can go. Right, and I just, you know, it's, it's important for people, right, I'm not against, you know, two-year schools. I'm not. Uh, I'm a big fan of it. But don't fall for this trap of performance-based education and subscription. We haven't even gotten to that yet. You know, did you see that on the paperwork? Subscription-based? Subscribe to it. Not like you just subscribe to an app or anything else. You know, it's, I'm okay with that to an extent. But and one thing people got to understand about this school in particular, we get funded through how well our students are placed in jobs. The data comes from the Texas Workforce Commission, right, on how much they earn. Okay, we get funded by placing students in jobs, right? It's not necessarily a bad thing if you think about it, right, because that makes the instructors, you have to care, right? You want to teach the best you can. So not only is the department funded better, but you put out a better student, a student who can make more money. You see how that works? That's not necessarily a bad thing, but the way they do it, is the data is bad, it's old, you know, it's a government agency, the Texas Workforce Commission, right? You can't trust anything they say, do, or anything. And so that also hurts the programs. It's never accurate. You know, there's a, it's a lot of a mess. It's a huge, huge mess. That I've never, I've never seen anything like it, ever. Yeah, the, the, ver- <laughs> the verbiage that they use in this document that you sent me to, their performance-based education playbook, they actually call it a playbook, which I think is really telling. But yeah. they openly state in numerous slides here, traditional versus competency-based. I mean, in, in almost every slide, they're saying, hey, look, here's the way it was, and we don't like that way. So here's the way it's going to be now. Well, if the way that was in the past didn't work, then we wouldn't be having a conversation right now over a cell phone. That's right. Our lights wouldn't be on right now. We would have no running water. So the way it worked in the past was just fine. The way that it is going now is clearly failing. So let me ask you this. I, I you know, I, I'm I'm constantly wrestling with this to try to figure out what exactly the ultimate motive here is, and I've I've just arrived at this basic conclusion on a a number of uh on a number of levels but it's just designed to make everything fail yes the the question then becomes because again as as you've heard me say the wick is being burned at both ends here You, you have students showing up to these institutions expecting to 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 learn how to do a particular thing they're not being taught very well how to do that particular thing because the entire landscape below the instruction is shifting around constantly. None of it's firm. It's all fluid. Um, and, and it's, of course, moving away from what's worked in the past to what they want to roll out now. 
on the other end of that wick, you have all of these companies, as you said at the beginning of this, that are not hiring these people and are having a hard time finding competent individuals to hire because they don't know what they're doing because they're being instructed poorly. And and one of the things that I've mentioned too is that the you know employers will look to see where a person graduated from and they know that there are reputations of particular places where they'll say no I'm not hiring them from that place because they came from that place. Right. I mean at face value without even talking to the person they'll say no I don't like the name of that institution I'm not hiring them. It's it's burning itself at both ends, which again means when the entire thing will cave in and it will cave in. What on yes. earth? What on earth replaces it? That's you what, know. That's what I don't know. My, I don't know either. Uh, that's my that's my biggest question because I know this will crash and burn. Right? You can see it. It already kind of is. Okay, but they're still going to push it. Um, I don't know. Um, I will say that I have heard that, you know, and I, I can't remember, was it, it could have been something that we read, you know, you know, you know how you have to go through all that training and all that kind of stuff all the time, right? You're on, you know, you're, you're learning credentials, right? Keep it up, all that kind of stuff, right? All your educational stuff, all these things. And I saw somewhere where they were saying that one day there will be, everything will be under one school for each state. Now, I'm not sure where I saw that or heard that. I cannot verify that, but I have heard that in the past in one of our meetings or trainings or something. When you think about it, right, what, what you were talking about, right, Where does what is the end goal, right, if it all collapses, okay? I want to say it was a Wall Street Journal article at one point or something in one of our you know, continuing education trainings, right? To keep your teacher credentials up, your instructor credentials, right? We were talking about, you know, the direction of colleges, right? The direction of the higher education, where it's going. And there was, it was pointed out that the future they see, and when I say they is like higher education in general, is that eventually lower, smaller schools will fail and it'll all just come under the umbrella of one major institution, either per state, per region, that kind of thing. Does that make sense? Yeah. That's what I see. I see, not only do I see stupidity, all the above, as you point out, it looks like intentional sabotage for an end goal. Now that end goal, I don't know exactly where that goes. But once again, I've heard that you know, you would have like, let's say you would have uh, Texas A&M, right? Control all the universities in Texas, except for private schools. Make sense? Yes. So it starts as where, you know, you know, you know, freedom of choice, right? All that kind of stuff, right? You have to choose. It starts becoming consolidated, right? Just like big tech becomes consolidated, right? Just like your big box stores consolidate. All that is consolidating. That's how I see it going. You think it's just a monopolization of these institutions into like one per state? That's what I think. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. I could see that. I very well could see that. Because why would you... Okay, this school was founded like, what, 1965 for the very purpose of what we're talking about, as in to fill 
technical, right, jobs for people who just aren't four-year degree programs, right, people. You don't have to have a four-year degree to make a hell of a living. I've seen it, right? And you don't. You just have to have the passion and the drive. And that's why this school is pretty much created, right? Just serve that need of the industries, all the above. It's been around. It's been successful for a long time. Why in the world would you ruin that? Why? I mean, there has to be an end goal. And the only thing I can think of is control. Controlled by one major educational institute. Does that does that make sense? Yeah, I agree with you. It, it, it's either that or it's solely designed to turn us into a third world country um, where we ha- where we have nothing. Again, right, you, and you, and, and when you introduce a biological weapon into people mm-hmm. and force them to take it in order to maintain their job that they're not going to be able to maintain. Try. Uh, you have to replace something. You have to replace nothing with something unless the motive is to replace nothing with nothing. Right. And it could be that as well. They might replace nothing with nothing. It, you know, when, you know, I, I call PBE the Politburo's bastardized education plan. Okay. That's what I call it in my own words, because it seems like the choices, right. were being taken. Choices are being taken away, right? Look at, you know, you know, small business being shut down. Hey, small business employs a lot of these people that come out of the school, right? Everything's being shut down, consolidated, everything like that. It seems like either there's going to be nothing or we're going to be turned into like, you know, a Marxist hardcore communist. And I see that happening kind of place where you're told what to do, right? You don't get a choice, right? You're told. You're going to be working in this field, right, for Bill Gates or whatever the heck you want to go. And you're going to be cleaning, doing this, right? You don't have a choice. This performance-based education is a direction in that step because you're taking away, right? You're telling students, you do this, 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 then you go work, right? You're taking away the fact of them thinking. You're taking away their freedom of thought. The freedom of critical thinking, all that plays in together. You see, you see how that mixed web is? It is really mixed. It's a spider web. It's crazy. But you see how that all can play together? Or am I just totally out in left field? Because <laughs> sometimes I feel that way. No, I get it. I get it. In fact, one of these slides here, um, in this in this presentation, it says implementation timeline, and they've decided to go back to 2018. Where their first box, and it almost doesn't matter the year, but the first box, any first box that they highlight um, as being the starting point for anything like this is always telling. And it says, identify initial pilot programs. And then it shoots all the way to 2024, and their last box says, tier four programs launch. What does that mean? What are these tier programs that they're talking about? All right. All right. So, tier one. Right. Those are a few select. If you look at. um, So tier one is a a few programs, right? It's kind of like a test pilot, right? That's what's going on right now. It's launched. Okay. The PBE, right? All the other, all the other programs are still traditional. Okay. Tier two is adding more programs and switch them over to PBE. Then tier three, right? Adding more programs and switch them over to to PBE in the fall of 23 and then fall 2024 you go to all the rest of the last programs and in a few slides i think 
before it, it shows what programs are tier one, tier two, and tier three. So tier one's going on right now. And it's not going very well. Okay. <laughs> I bet. <laughs> of course. Yeah. Of course. People and, are dying. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I know. good Lord. <laughs> I know. I mean, we laugh about it because I mean, it's so stupid. No kidding. I mean, it, yeah, tier one involves everyone injecting themselves with a biological weapon. <laughs> and then it's and then it's now we're going to move on to tier two. It's like wait right. a minute, you're killing everybody right now. By by fall twenty twenty two, we may lose I don't know eight nine more instructors. I don't know. No kidding. And who are you going to replace them with? Nobody. There's nobody. There, there aren't many people left. They they're having a hard time replacing the ones they lose or the ones that uh, quit. Right. They're having Just a hard time nuts. with that. It's nuts. It's absolutely nuts. It's it's all of this is the craziest foobar I've ever seen in my life. Planned out, of of course, but it's insane. And like, so we'll have you know. And I'm not a fan of instructional designers. Okay, maybe some people like them. I don't. Right. I don't like an instructional designer to tell me what I can do with my own, um, you know, uh, the way I should teach. Right. No, I know what's best. I know my industry. I know what's best. This instructional designer who doesn't know, you know, anything except, you know, to, you know, Bloom's taxonomy, which is a fraud. Um, yeah. You know, yeah. don't get me started on that. But and I like you know, how they make it. A, I like how they make it a light bulb and not a pyramid. I know, right? Change it up, right? Make it our own. That's right. <laughs> anyway, and so you know, these ID instructional designers come in and take away your you know, your teacher's freedom, right? Your educational freedom to teach, right? They take that away. Oh, you must regiment it this way. No, you don't even know what I do. You don't even know what we're doing in this program. Who are you to say? And so these people get mad at us. They quit. And we had, by the way, we had like four quit within the past month. I should tell you, it's starting to fall apart. It's, it's, it's economic, it's, it's not, sorry, not economic, but it's hilarious sometimes. But they pay these people Two to three hundred thousand dollars a year. These instructional designers that tell us how to teach. Man, we know how to teach. Leave us alone. But then, and I will tell you this, you know, then we're told to just wing it, just slap it together at the last minute before the launch. It's absolutely nuts. I mean, this is how crazy it is. Let, let me mention this too. I just I just hit this slide because I'm I'm looking at some of these slides, man, and they are frightening. They're absolutely Which one are you frightening. On? Um, it's page sixty one. It yeah, says ex- extended reality XR. That's what I was talking about. I'm sorry, page thirty one like, of the of the slides. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. that's what I was talking about. Let me read. Let me read. Virtual- yeah, let me read yeah. this out loud because it's it's horrible. It says Extended Reality XR. XR is the umbrella category that covers all the various forms of computer-altered reality, including augmented reality, AR, mixed reality, MR, and virtual reality, VR. Explain to me what in the hell this has to do with technical school. Nothing. I'm being honest. Nothing. Nothing. It's... Yeah. They, they want you um, to learn how to. I mean, I I, I don't I, I don't even know what to make up. Uh, I can't even make up a, a comparison. It's just there isn't. Like they think you know, and this is their thinking. I've been in these meetings, right? And I literally 
oh just want to throw up. They think that, no, they think they can replace the labs, the equipment, all the expensive equipment with augmented reality, mixed reality, and virtual reality. I'm not even kidding. I mean, look, it says right there, the use of XR should supplement enhanced hands-on learning, right? Yeah. That's their first thing. It's insane. Yeah. And then, of course, the picture's on the lower right-hand side. Yeah. That's some frightening shit, man. Yeah. I'm, I'm serious. Like, and and for those, you know, listen, for those listening, here's what we're looking at. There's, they, have, they have actual drawings of what they're defining here. And the first for augmented reality is a picture of a dude holding a cell phone and he's and he's doing something with the cell phone that's supposed to be changing something. I'm, I'm not sure. The second one and the third one, they're wearing virtual reality headsets. So they're actually, yeah. I mean, so instead of actually having your hands on the objects to, to learn how to do the thing, th they want them to have virtual headsets and then bounce around this virtual wor world to learn how to do a thing. Yeah. Yeah, they... They literally, like, I don't know, I guess we're going to become the school for the metaverse. That's what it looks like. Am, am I wrong in saying that? No, you're not. It's, it's, um, this is horrible. It's it is. It's it is. It really is. The first, I, mean, the, the, I, I remember the first time I saw this, um, mm -hmm. it was at the teacher education level and it was called Teach mm -hmm. Live. Mm -hmm. And anybody can look up Teach Live on YouTube. It, it too is frightening. Instead of putting, a, a teacher education student in an actual classroom setting to just observe and then learn how to talk to students and, you know, just manage a classroom, they would have them stand in front of a, a giant screen with four or five avatars of diff of computerized people, computerized kids and students. And they're, uh, they, they make it, you know, they would make up boys and girls and then different races. And then there would be one person that you can't see who's controlling the students in this, you know, the computer students in this classroom. And then they would say things or do things to try to aggravate or provoke the instructor. And then, and then they would grade the instructor on how the instructor was talking to these computerized people that was being run, that was being run by a, an actual human. That's crazy. It was absurd. And, it, and it, there was absolutely no proof that it worked whatsoever, that it helped manage any kind of a classroom. In fact, there was one incident where the individual who was running this from a completely different state started to race bait one of the, one of the teacher education students by saying something like, so what color are you? And uh, what do you think about black people? And things like that. And before you knew it, uh, the entire thing just started to cave in. But again, this kind of stuff with this virtual reality and learning how to, you know, learning how to, how to operate actual systems, not face-to-face, hands-on, but with virtual reality is... Frightening. It is frightening, man. My God. That would be like, that would be like, you know, you put every teenager on the road in a car, but they only learned how to do it in virtual reality. Yep. Or even worse. like. Like, I mean, if, if you look at the slide presentation, right, if you keep going down, there's a part that talks about even, even, you know, right, so one of the uh, programs that here, you know, this, this certain location is on an old Air Force base, right? They teach, right, how people how to fly, right, get their FAA licensing, all that stuff. 
they're talking about making that almost fully virtual where you don't hit the plane till your time to be certified. Tell me that makes you feel safe. No kidding. <laughs> yeah. Tell me that makes you feel comfortable, all warm and fuzzy inside. And they have an entire glossary here where they're redefining yes. words based on what one or two other people think the word should be defined as. Right. These aren't real. I mean, I mean, so, okay, so we're talking about SOSEX, right? Is the Southern Association of Colleges and Schools Commission on Colleges, right? It's just accreditation. All right. But yeah, I mean, you look at like blended learning, okay? Well, that's one person's perspective on it. I mean, look, I'm okay with having some lectures online. I'm okay with using an online LMS, right? I'm okay with a hybrid type of education, right? Where, you know, you have your learning management system and you're using some of that, right, to deliver materials, but then you need a lab, right? A real working lab with real people, right? Teaching the real things. You can't have only that. And you can look at like, I don't know, there's one like core competency. Okay, core competencies are cause level competencies that encompass an organization's institutional learning outcomes. Okay. <laughs> Right. Yeah, it's just I mean, jargon. I mean, the whole thing is just jargon. A curriculum mapping, you know, curriculum design. Well, you know, I mean, that's kind of, you know, implied. You don't, and a lot of these things don't make any sense. And they define what I mean, virtual reality is. <laughs> this, stuff is this is absolutely nuts. An entire technical school is built around this document. Exactly. That's, yeah, that's where they're going. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, that is exactly where they're going. Like um, stackable credentials, stackable credentials. That's where they want to go. It's like they just want, I don't know. Like, so with this whole PBE, right, you get credentialed. Well, what does that mean? Well, they're just making it up, okay? You took a class and you passed it, or you, you learned how to use a screwdriver. You're credentialed now and using screwdrivers. You see how stupid this is? Yeah, it seems to clearly be a, a, a method or a way to see who will comply and who will not. Yeah. It's like a weeding out program. It's basically, again, who wants to stick around and, and do what they're told all the time, even though what they're being told makes absolutely no sense whatsoever. Yeah. Um, or, yeah. or yeah, find another job, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. I mean, and look, you know, I'm all about, you know, advancing, making things better, right? Not going backwards and breaking things that aren't broken. None of this was broken. That's the key. None of this was broken. None of the, the way the technical school was set up, this, this technical school, it wasn't broken. It was fine. It was working just fine before this rollout with COVID as well. Yeah, remember, COVID plays a big part. They are using this as their excuse. Remember, this is their excuse. Remember how, if you look at all the other educational institutions, right, they put in these policies that they use COVID as their excuse and they don't take it back. That's the key. And COVID plays a big part whether people realize it or not. It's playing a big part in higher education, whether you see it or you don't. Trust me, there are a lot of instructors, a lot of professors, two years, four years, who are afraid to speak out because 
They could lose their tenureship, they get fired, or all the above, okay? It's a real deal. And yes, you know, you there's undertones in meetings where, you know, you you will be fired, okay? You 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 will be threatened, okay? It's just that's how it is. It really is that way. You may think I'm exaggerating. I'm not. I'm really not. No, I'm certain I'm you certain could, that's happening. It's play ball or get out. Yeah. Yeah, and these people aren't kidding around. They they believe in this stuff. This is stuff that these people who are making these decisions, writing this kind of curriculum outlines and all this above, working with these changing modalities, they either have sold out, right, or paid a truckload of money behind the scenes to do this, or they are so brainwashed stupid they actually believe in this. Like, like there's some that that they believe in it. Oh my God, it's going to make life, it's going to make the world easy, it's going to make the world great, it's going to make our what? Our utopia, right? Yeah. Everybody's the same. No, nobody is the same. And I'm glad nobody is the same. I'm glad everybody's different. What kind of world are you going to live in when everybody thinks and looks and acts the same? What kind of fun is that? What kind of existence is that? Not much. It's a living nightmare. Yeah. This is incredible, man. Absolutely incredible. And I, I know I dropped this on you fast, and I know it's a lot to digest. Uh, you know, I, I know we probably have to wrap this up, and, you know, once I collect my thoughts even more, I, you know, because right now I'm just angry and I'm passionate, as you can tell. I care, okay? I care. And, you know, maybe we can have a more, you know, broke down discussion or whatever you want to do. But I thank you for being letting me talk because I have no other way to go other outlet 100% and again for anybody listening to this I'm I'm sitting here on my computer just kind of going through my morning routine here and I get an email from him and he and he says you got to take a look at this and I did and I was like you got to be on the podcast and he goes how about the evenings and I was like how here's my phone number and then he calls and then here we are so yeah I mean this this has to get out to people they've got to know that this technical school stuff that this is in, this is invaded technical schools and it again it is clearly designed to destroy them because you cannot and i'm going to use i hate the word sustainability but you cannot mm -hmm. you cannot sustain this kind of thing this this lunacy within any of these environments in particular when you're trying to train people to maintain and build systems that are designed for ways our basic ways of life now electricity water you know this that and the other uh engineering it's it's um it's next level insanity and of course they're 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 jabbed to the bone so that's the consistent yeah. element in here that i think is just really jacking everybody up um any any parting words you have for the crowd and and you know any warnings words of warning things they should pay attention to go for it question everything if it sounds too good to be true, it is, okay, when it comes to education, all right, especially if you're, if you're, if you're, you know, young adult, you know, is looking at technical schools, really look into it. If you see anything that says competency-based, CBE, or performance-based education, you better scrutinize it, you better be skeptical, and I'm talking to that people who, and older students who want to go back to trade schools, right, technical schools to up their education to do a different thing. If you see 
performance-based education, if you see competency-based education, be skeptical. Be very skeptical. You will not be taught properly. That is the honest truth. You will not learn a darn thing. You're better off searching the internet or just working under somebody in the industry. Begging them, say, hey, I mean, I'm just being honest. Like an apprenticeship kind of thing. Absolutely. And see, that's kind of what technical schools were kind of about, right? Before all this insanity, right? It was about, you know, learning the real skills, learning the tricks of the trade, all that kind of stuff, doing internships, right? Learning the real stuff. Guys, this switch is not real stuff. This is trash. Plain and simple. Thank you for listening to American Education FM. Make sure and check out AmericanEducationFM.com for more information. Take care and God bless.